bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. It's going to be some fire up in here today. My producer, Mr. Kyle Wallace. What's going on? What's going on? No fire, sir. I've already been called too violent today, so I got to stop. Oh, that's because you got a noon show with Mel and you'd be causing all kind of trouble. That's all, that's, that's all that is. I caused trouble on Tory show today, too. Oh, that's even worse. How you cause? Anyway. Anywho, 833-212-1017 is the number. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those days. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those days. So if you were on LinkedIn, you heard me belch. But if you're here, you didn't. And if you're on here. So we're live on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Are we on IG too? You know, it's just Twitter and YouTube at 101 7 The Truth. LT said, copy mad because we all know Jordan Love sucks. <laughs> Don't get him started, LT. Don't. Keep it down. Keep it down. I was reading an interesting story in the news today. You know, I'm a news junkie. Um, I admit it. I'm addicted. And I was reading this. Story and I'm, I'm, I've been making observations of the ways that we tend to talk about ourselves in the news, right? So I'm starting to see the subtlety. And I'm going to say this don't beat me up. 
Liberal people seem to try to level the playing field. But you know what? To be honest with you, I really don't know why they do it. But there seems to be this technicality in the news where depending on your age, we call you something different. Three people were arrested in the death. I don't, I don't know if you heard about this out in Colorado. Three people were arrested in the death of a 20-year-old woman, Colorado woman, who was killed when a large rock was thrown at her car. It went through the windshield, the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office said in a news release today. Alexa Bartell was killed April 19th after a series of cars, different places along the same route, were hit by rocks that night. Jackie Kelly, public information officer with the Sheriff's Office, said in a news conference today, authorities believe at least seven people were hit by rocks. Investigators arrested three people in connection with her death last night. Three suspects are Joseph Koenig, Nicholas Mitch Carroll Chick, and Zachary Kwok. All 18 face charges for first-degree murder. Extreme indifference, the sheriff's office said. Additional charges might be filed in uh, Colorado's first judicial district attorney's office, and the three remain in custody in their first expedited court, blah, 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 blah. They reached out to the public offender's office to see if the three have attorneys assigned to them. Why? But I digress. The arrest came as a result of cell phone device forensics. The family says they're grateful. The case has touched many people deeply. This beautiful young woman with her whole life in front of her who was simply driving home. And I get it. I understand it. But then I started to notice the difference. Now, granted, the story is written by a black female. I don't know if that means anything. She's the editor. She's a she's a she's a editor for CNN. I'm not going to put her on on blast. But it but it it seems to me even recently We call grown black men, men. They're 18 years old. They're men, right? Why don't we do the same for white men? Or do we go with, if you're 18, It's different from being 20. Is there a difference in being 18 versus 20? Because I don't know what it is. Other than two years. But it seems to me that when you're black and you're 18 years old, I've seen a significant number of news stories call you a man. An 18-year-old man. An 18-year-old. Not a, well... An 18-year-old man. Is that a teenager? 
Well, I guess it depends on, unfortunately, what your race is. Because when you turn 18, they start finding all sorts of pictures and things. You're holding guns and all kind of stuff. And if you, you're, you're, you've been arrested before, it's all there. Because when you're 18, you're a man. Well, when you're black. But what about when you're 18 and you're white? Well, I don't think the race of the reporter or editor matters. I think it come. I I think it comes down to your politics. If you're politically correct, you don't think it's right for an 18 year old black man to be called a man, instead of calling 18 year old white men men. We do the opposite. And it's unfortunate because in this instance, a black woman wrote a story. And in the headline. Talked about the 20 year old woman. Who was killed when a large rock was thrown at her window. But yet when they mentioned the white 18 year olds. The headline of the story said three teens arrested. Now, how are you 18 and a teen? Oh, yeah, teen is in your age. Therefore, we call you a teenager. We rarely call black men at 18 years old teenagers. But we all know when black men turn 18, they become men. When white boys turn 18, they become, oh, wait a minute, they're still teenagers. And so here's the headline of a story. Three teens arrested in the death of a 20-year-old woman who was killed when a large rock is thrown at her car. And they have the audacity to check the public defender's office. Do they have three attorneys? I mean, I'm not a big proponent of racism, but kind of smells like it to me. I mean, I'm just saying. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. I wish, I wish that I was bulletproof, bulletproof. I wish, I wish that I was bulletproof, bulletproof. I'm tripping on my words.
keep it real, keep it real, keep it real Cause I'm not made of steel, made of steel And now I'm fighting a battle within And I don't know where to begin, oh You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris So maybe we're not streaming So I couldn't even find myself It might be user error too Eight three three two one two. Uh, 1017 is the number. My talking text line says, question, what's the significance of having or not having three attorneys? So, um, mine has nothing to do with the fact that they have or don't have three attorneys. The fact that they asked about it was bizarre to me. Like, why are you concerned that these three white kids have attorneys? Like why? Why would they search out? Do they do they search that out for everybody? And again, if they do, I'm 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 okay with it. I'm I'm just asking. But it seems bizarre to me that uh, CNN reached out to the public defender's office to see if the three have attorneys assigned to them. What if they don't? What if they got enough money to have a actual? attorney, or maybe it was in an area of Colorado that doesn't, I don't know. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Hold on a second. Oh. Sometimes you got to just do stuff yourself. You had to grab my computer. So, did anybody hear the story about the city of Milwaukee, and it'll be in my top five at five. Couple things. So the city conducted a stress test. And when I mean stress test, I mean they conducted a test to see what would happen if they had to make major cuts to the city. And the biggest budget we have is the police department. What is the city budget? You might know. What's the... uh, City of Milwaukee. I should spell it right. B-U-D-G-E-T. Not B-D-U. That doesn't tell me. Last Friday, November 4th, 2022, last last November, last year, November 4th, 2022, Milwaukee Common Council adopted an amended 2023 city Milwaukee budget in the amount of approximately $1.72 billion. And so this is what happened when the council overrode the mayor and made it and and added things back in, right? So now, as the mayor was correct in his assessment, our chickens have come home to roost. And so now we have all this. Well, they did a stress test on the MPD budget. 
So the city of Milwaukee has to make cuts. And my question to you is where should they cut? Now, the story I'm reading on TMJ4.com, hard decisions are ahead for the city of Milwaukee. Police laid out their cuts of how their department could include eliminating officer positions and an entire police district altogether. What about the fire department? What about DPW? What about the water department? I digress. There would be an elimination of District 6 on the south side, to which Alderman Mark Borkowski immediately said during the steering and rules committee over my dead body, by the way, which he has nothing to do with because if the city votes and the common council pushes through the budget and the mayor signs it, District 6 is gone. But it's a stress test. Milwaukee's assistant chief, police chief, Nicole Waldner, made the presentation of what it would look like, which might include slimming down the force by hundreds of positions, dissolving the city traffic safety unit, which curbs reckless driving, removing the 10 a.m., I'm sorry, 12 midnight to 8 a.m. overnight shift to District 4, and dissolving District 6 altogether. Alderman Michael Murphy said, I know people are looking at this and probably going to say that this is not going to happen. It'll never happen and hate the, but he said, hate to disappoint you. This is a 50-50. Malele Coggs, Alderwoman said, in general, though, I feel there's that a lot of these cuts are so unreal, unfortunately. It's heart-wrenching says Assistant Chief Nicole Waldner. Well, number one, nothing's off the table. Number two, if you're going to cut, you got to cut everybody. But this is the same city government that allowed the police to have to take furlough days because they thought we made too much money. So in order to save money, we took furlough days. Well, that was cute. But this is kind of bigger than a furlough. My other question is how fast will the city go into bankruptcy? Because at this rate, we're headed to the same place Illinois was in. Well, they're approaching a trillion dollars. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I want you to call and tell me what you would cut in the city. Because it's it's going to happen. And all of this has to be done by November 4th. It's statutory. It has to be done. It, it must be done. What would you cut in the city of Milwaukee? Now, in that same vein, in my other story in the top five at five, we got a pothole epidemic. We got craters, not holes. It's cute that we call it a pothole, but it's a crater. We don't have enough cops. I can barely get my garbage picked up, and it's not their fault. We just don't have enough people working. So if unemployment for African-Americans is at an all-time low, 
Where they at? Where are they? Why don't we have these things taken care of? And that's what I don't understand. We have been here before. Now we're back. And we're about to get burned. And the city that you know that you grew up with is about to go into bankruptcy. We are going the way of Detroit. And there's nothing we can do. I don't think we have the wherewithal to bounce back. Because if Milwaukee goes bankrupt, that's going to significantly affect not the state, but the county. Because a lot of our fees go to the county. A lot of things we buy go to the county. We're in a recession. Money is tight. People are about to file bankruptcy sooner or later. And I guess so is the city. And there's not a lot we can do about it. In this instance, Mayor Cavalier Johnson is 100% correct. Change is going to have to come, but what will that change be? What will it be? 833-212-1017 is the number. Brandon, you're on the new 101.7 The Truth. What are your thoughts about the city? Um, you know, like you said, chickens coming home to roost. Uh, I think there are a lot of uh, excess weight on our budget that could be cut. Uh, I think uh, some of the departments that should bear the largest brunt of that would be probably the Department of City Development, uh, Department really? of Public Works. Really? Why is that? Yeah, I, I I think many of those jobs are jobs that could easily be outsourced to better performing third parties. Okay. Um, I think it would be a boon for um, just the overall quality of life and outcomes of, you know, residents that are longtime, you know, you know, residents here in Milwaukee. I mean, if you look at the Department of City Development, they've done an abysmal job of improving the quality of life or, or incentivizing development for areas of the central city. Um, and I think if you were an organization that was just tasked entirely to do that, you could do a much better job than our city department has. Um, and I feel the same way about um, our public works. Uh, no knock against any of the public works employees, but just the system itself just seems designed uh, to do just enough to avoid, um, you know, news stories that would highlight just right. sheer neglect. Okay. So it's just right at that, that line of uh, just enough to keep people from going crazy. And so how much do you think we could actually save? Um, I think from a private, you know, if you were to take our public works budget and, and give it to a private contractor, I think we would have a tremendous savings when it comes to uh, you know, retirement benefits, um, and, you know, sort of getting those longtime employees who are, are pensioned and also earn a high salary off our books. Um, I, I don't have an exact number, mm -hmm. um, 
but I, I think it would be in the tens of millions over uh, over maybe a five to ten year period, and, and I also think the the outcomes would be uh, so beneficial that we also might see an increased tax base. Um, just you know, fixing up some of the roads and, and coming up with a better policy to improve uh, development in the inner cities. All right. Yes. Well, thank you much. After the break, keep listening because I have what I think the mayor is going to do in order to do exactly what you just said. That was that was very insightful. Thank you. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. When we come back. What I think, we've got more calls coming in. We've got William from the east side and others. And I want to look at an idea that the mayor has that what 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 did you call it, Kyle? When when I said it was it was that I had talked about it before? You used a phrase. Uh I don't know if you want me to say that phrase. I don't care. Ear hustling and yep, yep. ear hustle. Overhearing things talking to people, being in the right place, and hearing what people are saying. And now there's a story on that very thing. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We got traffic, weather, and sports coming up next. More of the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth. That ain't black music. <laughs> no, no. What you was trying to play, that ain't black music. <laughs> but I got some more of that for you. 833-212-1017 is the number you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. So before the break, we were talking about this this hole that the city is in. This deep, deep, dark, broke hole. I think the city's going to go broke. I just don't know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. But at the rate we're going, at the rate the state is going... Um, you know, they always say where goes Milwaukee goes the state and then state don't give you money. Then I guess anyway, oh, well, William from the East side, you're on the new one one seven, the truth. How are you? Uh, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. And, and I have to say, okay, I, over the years, I used to work in Milwaukee radio for quite a few years, Okay, but I've seen stuff that is going on here. Okay, I think what's going on here is, the, like, the county budget, I believe that was, like, the Tom Amon thing with the pension plan. Right, right. Which is, like, just totally just ripping everything apart. Right. And, I mean, how can, can that be resolved? Could be, I mean, I obviously there's a lot of people involved with that, but the, the enormous amount of money that is going is that it, that's, like, yikes. It's $70 million. For the city of Milwaukee pension. Whoa. Huh. They've got a one that, point. Uh, yeah, but they've got a one point how much billion dollar budget? 1.4 billion. So mm. 70 million. Mm. So 
is, is that, sir, is that basically what's causing this whole problem with the city going broke? I don't think so. I think, I think the cost of them having to just keep city services up, but we're landlocked as it relates to being able to raise taxes or fees because, well, People keep saying we need a we need a city tax, but we don't need a city tax. People are already broke. So we don't need a city tax that's going to run people to have to say, do I fix up my house or do I? Right. Um, right. But, but the put thing food is, on the I'm table. saying we still have to care about our people that live here. And that you Absolutely. Care, you know, yeah. So, it's, you know. So what do we that, cut? That, 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 that. That that kind of scares me. It's like I don't. But then you know, it's like don't be cutting fire and police departments. Oh, it's like oh, that that's horrible. It's like yeah, but everybody else gets cut too. Yeah, well, and they're the largest portion of the city budget, public service, protective services. So why not cut them? Right. But you know, I, I'm not saying any of some not superficial services. You know, but. I mean, don't I mean, don't be cutting. Well, okay, county that could be, but I mean, like the parks. You have to keep the parks going. You know. So. Do we? Why huh? can't we? Why can't we do what the other caller said? Outsource some of the things that we do, and allow okay. a cheaper that, that, rate. That, 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 that that's a really good point too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like privatize it or yes. Yeah? Yes, we we have this thing against privatization, but then we have this thing about making sure people get paid. You can't have both, right? Because if you privatize it, people aren't going to get paid what they get paid to work in the city. You realize when you work for the city, people get paid the same. People in unions get paid the same. So you can hustle, or you can be a bare minimalist, and you get paid the same. Right. I mean, now that I'm retired, I'm in my 70s, but I still like to go to county golf courses. And sure. Kind of, yeah. So what, what would privatizing I mean, make I, the I county I, I could, worse? I couldn't, even, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't even hit a golf ball. It was like size of a beach ball. <laughs> right. But, but, would you, but would privatizing the parks make them worse? I don't know. If they kept the call. I mean, some of the parks around here are pretty nice. It's like, you know. Well, some of the private parks in Wisconsin, we have PGA level parks in Wisconsin. They keep them clean. So, you think they'd come into the city of Milwaukee and keep it keep it the same as Whistling Straits? That's another thing that I should mention. Formerly, I did work aside from the radio business. I worked for Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. Okay. Yeah, and it's you know. Obviously, their their budgets have been cut, mm-hmm. and I'm going. But there's still quality. Of, I mean, if you know, I took my grandchild to a park. I, I want to be nice, you know. You know. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thank you. Have Thank a you good much, afternoon. William. You too. Yeah. Bye bye. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I'm I'm. Yes, sir. You got a question. No, go ahead. You're not already interrupting me. You know how I get distracted. <laughs> Ken, that wasn't the, the purpose. I was. Really, I know. I just had to get you trouble. No, because I, I want you to finish your thought because I do know, I think this is something for you to ponder, okay. is we we're talking about this budget deficit, and it feels like something that I recall as a kid. You know, the caller, William, just talked about, you know, 
the county, the backdrop. He didn't say specifically the backdrop, but I remember the backdrop was a big issue with the county and right. the pension. And right. it feels like this has been a 20 year issue that we continue to face. And I just want to know why. How are we getting to the point where we're continually talking about what we need to cut? All I hear is cuts, cuts, cuts. Back when it was Scott Walker, it's cutting parks. Back when it was, um, it was, uh, uh, goodness gracious, Chris Abley. They were mm-hmm. talking about, you know, potentially cussing, cutting right. bus routes and right. things like that. It Now we're talking about cutting libraries. We're talking about cutting the budget for the police and the fire department. Why are we losing so much money in revenue? How is it that we do not have sustainable systems in order to have the things that we need to survive, such as police, such as transportation, such as the fire department, such as workers that just do social services? Why are we continually in this struggle of finding a way to finance this? Because people are leaving. People are not working. We don't have new projects in the city. We give incentives to everyone, and we're not generating the tax base that we used to when we were at 800,000 people. We're now at a little over 500,000 people, and we are hemorrhaging people, and we're hemorrhaging people who are making the kind of money that could be, that would enable them to be able to buy the house so that we could actually tax it. Otherwise, it's fees. But people aren't doing things because we're we're kind of taught we're 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 taught we're caught between this economy that's not really working out well and the city. Luckily, they sunsetted the global pension, right? Otherwise, we'd still be paying out 70, 75, 80% of a pension. But these are people that worked and earned it. These are people that are command level who are who are making over a hundred thousand dollars a year and and earning their money every day. They put in what they chose to put in. Nobody else stepped up to be a cop, firefighter, DPW, all that. Nobody else did. They did. But I think it's a little too sweet now. And now we don't have the tax base because we had it then. And we always made the assumption that we're going to grow. We're going to have more people. And then in 2008, depression hit and we stopped having kids. And now it's affecting schools. It's affecting cities. It's affecting every part of your life. And now we have to figure out what we're going to do. But it's not like we haven't been through this before. We've had two depressions under our belt. And you were alive for one of them, Kyle. I was only alive for one of them. We've had two depressions under our belt, and America made it fine. So did the city of Milwaukee. The problem is they had more people. So when we come back, I want to I go through a story that I believe is, what's the word I'm looking for? I think it's a problem. But I also think that when we actually do it, it's it's going to actually bring revenue to the city of Milwaukee. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. We got folks hanging on. Sir Chauncey said, for starters, maybe reducing a lot of the hours and overtime pay. Well, part of the issue they have is that there aren't enough people, so they have to pay overtime. So we can't make you work and not pay you overtime because that's what the contract says you get. So then what? Aramore said, how about Wisconsin state government stop overtaxing Milwaukee? I don't think they're overtaxing Milwaukee. They're just not giving it back. And then 414534 said they lifted the residency requirements for police and fire. I don't understand what that means. Most people in Milwaukee, let's let's be honest. If we track how much money they spend in the city, it's probably maybe 40%. With online, it got even more, right? Well, it got less. So residency requirement, if I own a house, I had to sell my house or keep my house and rent it out and still pay you taxes. So if we're talking about city taxes, that did not have a detrimental effect, I don't believe, on city taxes because I had to sell my house in order to leave. Me selling it to somebody else means I sold it for more, which means the taxes went up. So I'm I'm not really with the whole that's what's causing residency. But that's just me. 833, did I say that right? Causing residency. That residency is actually causing us to lose money, to lose taxes. I don't know. I think we don't have enough people living here, period, that own homes. But let's look at how many lots we have. How many of those lots are getting taxed that the city owns that they won't sell because they want to sell it only for certain reasons that they could be getting tax money for? And they're not. I don't know. But we got some stuff coming up. Just so you know, Monday I have a special guest. Um, is literally just got a text. Alderman. Alderman Russell Stamper will be coming on from the 15th Automatic District to talk about some things he and Malele Cogs and other folks are doing to fix exactly what is going on in the city. 833-212-1017 is the number. Hetty from Milwaukee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hi, Dr. Ken. Yeah, I just wanted to say that to, to me the problem began uh, with Scott Walker when he made it uh, where city employees could live outside of the city. They work in the city. They go back into the, the suburbs and take uh, the city money with them, and they don't pay any taxes. I believe there should be a city tax on income tax, that you, that you work here, you pay taxes to work here. Because huh? uh, if, if why would I, Why would I pay taxes to work somewhere that's paying me? To work because you left white that's my prerogative it's called and no you got a, black people that hole. left too and that's called your constitutional well, right well yeah you got a constitutional right to pay taxes too actually you don't but okay yes you do you there's two things you got to do you that's a law that's not constitutional but okay all right yes ma'am well well, that's that's my opinion. Okay. City workers should live in the city, and if they don't, they should pay taxes. All right. Thank you much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Hmm. 
Why would I work for you if you tax me? Like, why would I bother to, right? Now, in some instances, and, and nobody went after it, the city used to pay clerks who left the police department to go work for the city less because they worked for the police department. How idiotic is that? Now, you have the same structure, clerk one, clerk two, or whatever they call it, office assistant one, office assistant two, whatever they call them now. But if you go work for the, and this is back in, I know of, in, in, in 2017, if you left the police department and went to work for the city, you actually got paid less with the same because you were, came from the police department. And so there were, there were so many nasty, underhanded things done because people didn't like Scott Walker but then the city under Tom Barrett did a lot of underhanded things because they saved $25 million using Act 10. And instead of giving that money back to the people and giving them raises, they didn't. And then they blamed it on Scott Walker. Now, Scott Walker was no saint. He should have included fire and police and having to pay 7% into their pensions. You're not special because you work for the city or you're a cop. You chose the profession, firefighter. You chose the profession, live with whatever it comes. That's, that's just how it goes. Now, I know a lot of people get upset, but we should have been paying 7% up front with everybody else into our own pension. It's our money. And it lowers your taxable income. So I don't, I don't really understand why you would get mad at that. Unless you were just listening to the union. But it's not a white flight. Because I know a lot of black people that moved out of the city. I mean, like 20 miles outside the city. They got out. And you can't blame them. The way you tore into the police, you tore into doing the job, and then you expect people to want to come around people who hate them and curse them all day and throw things at them. But then we wonder why we don't have enough police officers. Crime is out of control because we don't have enough cops. Crime is out of control because people don't know how to control themselves. There's no, there's no civility. There's no respect for life and respect for property. I can't talk to that. Anyway. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number. Are we going to make it through 2024? Because I think the economic cliff that's coming for colleges has already made it to the city. And when I thought about something that was analogous to what this is, I, I went through a series of words or, or things that what, what is the city doing? And so by the time 2026 gets here, 2025 gets here, we're going to be in trouble. And then it hit me. I was looking out over the lake this morning and all the things the city is doing, for me, they just tread in water.